he's all about relationship. And I knew I did not want a podcast where I'm just going on there and talking and sharing. I, I mean, I don't have that many words to say. And so I thought the other thing I wanted to do was get to know other people. I wanted to create community and relationships with other women. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 38 of the Altered Stories show. Jamie's empty life to a thriving, fulfilled life, God's story. For those that don't know me, this is Michelle Saunders Gutch, your God's storytelling host and founder of Altered Stories Ministry a faith-based nonprofit that helps Christian women share their God stories so women around the world can hear them. Friends, I can't believe how fast this month of August has gone and the summer. I hope all of you are continuing to thrive in your faith through this pandemic and that you are walking in faith and not fear. I also wanted to share that I continue to pray for each of you often, and that God is using the stories that are being shared to transform your lives. Hey friends, today I am excited to introduce my lovely and talented special guest, Jamie Elizabeth from Austin, Texas. I was blessed to connect with Jamie at the Spark Christian Podcast Conference in Houston, Texas this past February. Let me share just a few words about her, and then you can hear more from her. She's a Christian wife, mama of three, author, women's ministry leader, and is a firm believer of linking arms with other women. She also is the host of the She Speaks Life podcast, where everyday women share what God has done in their lives. Jamie has also invited me on her podcast show as a guest, where I will be sharing my altered story this fall. So now let's get to know her. Good afternoon, Jamie. How are you doing today? Hi, Michelle. I'm doing well. I'm so excited to be on your show. Well, thank you. Thank you for blessing us uh, today. Is there anything else, Jamie, that you want to share about yourself or your ministry or family that I haven't shared? Oh, well, you're so sweet with the introduction. I heard talented and... (laughs) Well, you are. (laughs) I love it. Oh, it was endearing. Uh, You know, I moved from California, so I'm a a beach girl at heart. And you pretty much uh, summed it up, you know, podcaster and I created these journals that you personalize the scripture verses. And, and so um, I'm an author with that. That's published from uh, published on Bards and Noble. And so I, I really, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. I married my high school sweetheart. And so I was only 20 years old 
and I had my first baby at 23. So I was pretty young and got three kids who are now teenagers. And uh, yeah, you did a good job on the introduction. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I had quite a few other questions to ask you. So that's probably, <laughs> I figured we could talk a little bit about uh, how you and your family are doing with this COVID-19. How, how are things going in Austin and how's your family doing and you? Well, we're healthy and doing well. Uh, of course, it just feels like a constant roller coaster ride. And, you know, you have your days, it seems like a groundhog day every day. And, and then when you change it up a little bit, you appreciate it. It feels good and refreshing to do something different. Uh, but, you know, when we, it just shifted in different seasons. It seems like in the first, in the beginning, when it all hit, we were hunkering down and it kind of seemed a little bit restricting and didn't really go anywhere. And it was kind of before they really knew everything about the virus. And uh, I know there's still things that they don't know, but at least we have a little more information now. So doing a, we were doing a lot of online grocery shopping and not really leaving the house. And then that loosened up a little bit to you know, starting to see other people in a distance to now being okay with just a few or a handful of people around you. So we're doing okay that the kids are adjusting that whole online thing and they're still on online schooling for the virtual. So they're running into technical difficulties as we speak with school. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I got to continue. I was grateful I got to continue my podcasting and because I do a lot of remote uh, podcasting. So that worked out. And my husband, he works remotely as well. So he's on the phone, on the computer. And so it didn't really change much of his on his lifestyle, basically. So, well, that's good. That is. Um, really important that, you know, your family is working together through it, you know, and it's hard uh, making a transition when you're not used to it. But as podcasters, you know, it's definitely primarily remote too when you're interviewing guests over. So it didn't change. It sounds like too much of what you're doing in that space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we just adjusted to, to, to Bible studies. Now we do the Zoom Bible study. So I think through this whole quarantine thing, that has been absolutely amazing because I got to do a Bible study with women from Minnesota, Tennessee, like all different states. And we all gathered on Zoom once a week. So that was, that was really uh, a God thing. That really was you know, that silver lining and the, the nice part of doing things that you probably wouldn't really do otherwise. So, yeah, Jamie, I've heard that from a lot of ministries actually. And, you know, with altered stories ministry too, um, it, we've grown. I mean, we've grown because we've had more of an outreach, you know, there of different people that are wanting to, or women, of course, that 
are from other parts of the world, you know, that want to engage in, in a virtual way. So that is good. Um, it's more evangelism outreach, Jesus outreach. And I'd like to talk a little bit today about, before we get into your God story, um, how long have you been podcasting? Can you tell us a little bit about just your podcasting journey, your show, you know, just some details around that? I, I feel it's a very powerful story, testimony in itself. Uh, it was the summer of 2018, and I just felt like God had something more for me. And I was going on a jog. I I do that quite often. I'll, I'm one of those weirdos that working out is therapeutic to me. So I... Healthy. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Keep being yeah. a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So somehow jogging clears my mind. And I really, I think it's just nature, being close to God through nature. And so I went on this jog and I just remember feeling, you know, God, there's something more. I know it. You know, what is it? And I just remember him saying, you're going to start a podcast. And before he said that, I was used to listening to podcasts, but never did I ever think I would be a host of a podcast. So then I started getting a little bit scared, of course, because it's not in my comfort zone. It was challenging me, it was stretching me. I'd have no idea how to even start one or what it would be. And I just kind of thought, okay, couple words. All right. Didn't get anything after that, really. Next day, I go on a jog. And so I'm kind of, you know, communicating with him in my in my thought process. And I'm going, okay, so what about that podcast? And, and then instantly, he reminded me of uh, when I was in California, I moved to Austin seven years ago. And when I was in California, I got really plugged in on women's ministry. And I remember how impactful the women, when they'd share their uh, God story, their sh they'd share their testimony. And I just remember getting so much out of it. It made God just come alive as if he's working, you know, today. And, um, and that was my season of discovery and growing um, really in my personal relationship with Jesus. So everything was just fresh and, oh, you know. And so when these women would just encourage you and inspire you of where they were and what they went through and where they are today, I mean, it was it was transforming. So I remember just coming home, yeah, feeling that way. So God is so good. He reminded me of that. And he said, remember how much you grew just by listening from those testimonies. And he's all about relationship. And I knew I did not want a podcast where I'm just going on there and talking and sharing. I, I mean, I don't have that many words to say. And so I thought the other thing I wanted to do was get to know other people. I wanted to create community and relationships with other women. I put the two together and obviously it's not some new idea. There's podcasts out there that share God's stories and, and they create relationships. But I think 
that's what I love about God. He speaks to you so personally and unique. And he just knew like that would be a fresh insight to me. And so I went, oh my goodness, that's what's going to be. And that way I can create this fellowship because in the beginning, I invited women to my home and, and we would have lunch together. We would basically break bread and then we go into my bedroom. I have nothing fancy really set up. It's just, you know, the basic tools that I need for podcasting. And, and so we got to spend time together over lunch and then they hop on the podcast and share their story. So it really um, was a huge blessing because God gave me the idea. He inspired it. And so I think it's easy for me to go back to that still small voice that he spoke to me when it, you know, podcasting is a labor of love. And so when you start to get a little tired, when, when you got the editing or you're backed up, I mean, I have so many recordings and I'm trying to push them out. And I love that story because the enemy actually came against me in the beginning and created doubt, of course, because I'm doing something for God's kingdom. So he comes in and tells me, you're not going to find that many women that want to share their story. So then I ended up getting an abundant amount, an overflow. So now I can't even keep up. It's totally a generous amount, but I really can go back to that. It's easy for me to go back to my why because I can still hear God's conversation with me now about what that more is. Why are we doing this podcast? And, you know, really to encourage women to know that they are not alone, that all of our stories, when we have similar stories, but we all have our unique voice as to how God got us through and what that does to the person listening and even what it does to the person sharing their testimony. That was the uh, really amazing thing is when I got uh, my guests coming on to record after they were done, I can't believe the, the whole reminder of where I was and where I am today. It's so faith building to say it again, because how many times are we saying our, our testimony? We really don't get to share it often. And so when we do, it reminds us of where we were, what God did for us. And we all know when we talk about what God did for us, when we write it down in a journal, what God did for us, it, it builds that, that faith and it increases that trust that God can do the impossible in our lives. So, so yeah, that, and, and my husband, he was already editing. He, he's a YouTuber. So he, um, does like history collection things on. And so he was already editing and he said, well, you're going to need an editor. And so I thought, Oh, I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I really, God was my educator. People asked me, did you go to a workshop? Did you go take classes? I said, no, I didn't. I just walked in obediently saying yes to God and just figured it out on along the way. And God showed up every time because he's already given us what we need. Right. And you know, Google's a good friend too. And so that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's 
it's so exciting to hear your story around as it parallels my story, Jamie. And the other thing is I can see all over your face, although we're doing this audio and we're doing a Zoom video in our discussion. Uh, this is why I like to see the guests where I can when we're having conversation, because I can see just the light of Jesus just radiating over you and your spirit. And when you were talking, I just get Holy Spirit bumps, you know, because I resonate so much with the power of the story and what it does to a woman when she shares the story and the transformation that takes place to the women who hear it or even the men. I have, I'm sure in your podcast show too, you've got men listeners because they're very intrigued, I think, some in the storytelling too and Jesus as well. And so the God glorifying component is so amazing. And hey, we're kindred, we're kindred sisters. And so I love it, love it. And I thank you. And you know, you answered a couple of questions uh, along the way as you were sharing, because obviously the writing piece I think is important. And I love the fact that you have those journals. Maybe I could buy a few from you for some of our, our women. I think it'd be cool as we go forward with our virtual women's conference. But one of the things you talked about was the stories, you know, and why it's so important for women to share. And I found there's such a need. It's a gift, you know, truly. As so many women have said, well, I really don't have much to my story, you know, or they do a comparison, you know, of my story versus her story or a story is a story and we all have one to tell. And so as you've shared, there's something that is faith building in it, you know, and, and I think that's the cool, the cool piece of it too. So as I share with some of the women that, come back and say, well, there's not that much to my story. Well, it's faith building, you know, even to yourself when you hear it, you can hear it over and over again. And I'm sure on your show, we have women that go back and listen to stories, older stories. I mean, it can't ever get old, <laughs> you know? I think that's a common thing with women thinking, oh, their story is not that dramatic enough or, you know, they didn't hit rock bottom. But, you know, there's a wide audience of just women who haven't hit rock bottom, but they're going to want to hear, you know, how did you start to really get rid of those, you know, idols in your life? Or how did you really start to hear God? I'd like to hear the steps of what you did to get to that point where you kind of can start hearing them a little more clear. So, I mean, it's just things like that. I think everything is just important to hear. So there's not one story that's better than the other uh, because you're going to speak to somebody in this world that has questions and are going through the same thing you went through. That is so true. And that's what I want to move forward with now, because 
we kind of talked about your story and what it is that brought you to Jesus. And, you know, I'd love you to share. You obviously needed to break free from some idolatry in talking to a non-believer that would be secularism or materialism maybe. And another way of building, you know, your satisfaction or gratification other than in Jesus. But can you share with us today where your start God's story began? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. I was a Christian at a little uh, age of five years old. I received Jesus in my heart. And so it, it kind of started from there of just going to church with my parents and doing whatever they were doing, right? Riding the coattails of their faith. And just, you know, when I was being told to go to church, I go to church and, but I didn't have that heart connection. So I didn't quite know at the time, but in hindsight, I really didn't cultivate a personal relationship with Jesus. And so I went to some rebellion in high school and, uh, ended up marrying my high school sweetheart. Like I was I was, I said in the introduction and then, so getting married at 20 and we were fortunate to have a, a pretty good lifestyle that, uh, supported a, a home pretty much right away. And I didn't have to continue on. I was, I was in medical school and I didn't continue on with that because we decided to start a family. Uh, so, I kind of feel like all my life, I always thought I was older and uh, he was about three and a half years older than me. So uh, we ended up starting a family young and he had a really good job. And so, you know, not having a personal relationship really with Jesus and having a pretty good size income at a young age you know, you tend to just do what you want, right? You're not having God lead you. You're you're leading yourself. And things kind of seem to be a little more self-focused. And so we did all the things, um, you know, Vegas trips, uh, trips to Bahamas, whatever we wanted to do, we did it. Well, that materialism just became a huge block in ever growing spiritually. And although I was a Christian, I knew going to church was good. And I knew, okay, now that we have our firstborn, our baby, maybe we should start going to church. So we would just kind of go here and there when we felt like it. And so we ended up uh, running into the economy crash in, in 2008 And so that was devastating, but also the best thing that could have happened in my spiritual life. And you don't really realize where you're at until you're just stripped away from everything. So um, income completely shut off. Uh, You know, the materialistic lifestyle, I mean, I was gone. My whole identity was in that, of course, and I was just left lost and just really didn't know 
there's got to be something else that's better than what the world had been given me because obviously it let me down. What the heck, right? This was my, this was my security blanket. And at the same time, I found myself, little did I know, but I found myself trusting in my husband as my safety and putting him before God. I mean, you know, I know we're, we're talking about idols and it's anything that gets in the way you're putting that first instead of, you know, God. So whatever's, you know, kind of in your top, you know, the first thing is really become something you're, you're basically worshiping, right? You're basically allowing that to, to feed you, not God's word and not your relationship with God. When my husband went through horrible depression with the crash, he lost his identity because we're both, you know, just so caught up in materialism and, you know, always wanting more and more and, you know, creating this, you know, lavish lifestyle with homes and RVs and whatnot. I mean, it was just constant. And it was this constant cycle because what that does and when you're caught up in the, you know, the secular, what the world offers, the materialism, it's never enough. So we just kept going and going and going. And I realized I was actually really empty. I was really empty inside and I was didn't understand it, but I was trying to fill that hole up where everyone says it's only what God can do. You know, only God can fill that hole up and everyone's right. You know, I'd hear that when, you know, I was going through it, but until you experience it and have an encounter, then you really don't understand it. And as long as the resources were available for me to to buy things, to shop, to do what I wanted to do, then, you know, God knew, oh my goodness, <laughs> like, I know God gave me several warnings. Hey, you know, it's, it's, I want your attention. I want you, you know, God just wants our heart. He just wants to love on us and have us get to know him. And I just totally put him aside. And so basically that whole economy crash was the catalyst. And that's when I first started to go to my, uh, a Bible study. First time going to a woman's Bible study at, uh, the church that we were going to here and there. And so I was curious, you know, why are all these women going to Bible study? And maybe this is the, the first thing I should check out to, you know, really find myself. Like, who am I? And wow. I mean, obviously you're growing in God's word. You have other women linking arms with you, praying with you, sharing their stories. Uh, we're all sharing what we learned through the Bible study. I mean, I did not miss a semester of Bible study and I really found myself. I mean, I, I found God basically, and really started to cultivate that personal relationship with him. And, you know, by then I have three young ones and that is such an important thing in my life is to 
make sure that the the kids while they grew up to really find their personal relationship with Jesus, not, you know, look to mom and dad, ride the coattails of our faith, but really seek for their own encounter with their God and a relationship with him. And so just speaking from, you know, what I experienced from there, we really were on our knees, my husband and I, and praying and um, he's been a Christian since a little boy, and he he knew the Bible. He knew, you know, probably God more than I did. And so we just really just asked God. We just repent, and I'm like, we are just ready to live a life for you, God. And you know, that was gradual, though. It wasn't something that we you know, overnight, we're like, okay, we surrender. I mean, it took some time, probably about, I don't know, a year and a half in, we're just not able to hold on to our home. So we are really trying to think, okay, this is going to be a, a, you know, our lifestyle has already changed, but now, you know, we're going to, we're losing this home basically. And we need to go figure out, you know, where, where are we going to live with three kids? And so one of the things that my husband got into was energy resource. So anything with oil. And so he was doing a bunch of networking out here in Austin. So that kind of planted the seed to start thinking about moving here to Austin and so one of the things we did was we flew to Texas. I've never been to Texas. I, so I was, he, he was like, well, we better go check it out be, before we can actually even consider you moving there. And to tell you the truth, I, I, we, I think it was maybe five days we came out here and I cried the whole time. I, I was not happy. Obviously it was just way different than what I was used to. And, I was angry at God. I was frustrated. I was like, oh, like, and obviously there was a part of me that knew God wanted us to move out there because I was already kind of kicking and screaming because if it wasn't really God wanting us to go there, then I'd be like, oh, okay. I don't, I just don't think this is for us and we'll just, you know, stay in California and move somewhere where we can afford it. But I think that kind of really started to upset me a little bit. So when I, by the time I came home from that trip, I had really bad pneumonia. Somehow I got bad bronchitis, turned into pneumonia. And we know God doesn't cause illness, but I can see in hindsight that he allowed me to have this bed rest of three weeks because I did nothing but pray and read scripture and read books and, you know, watch television here and there. But he basically stopped my life for three weeks while I was on bed rest with pneumonia. And my sister-in-law told me about this book that she was reading. It's called Jesus of the Suburbia. And it basically is a book talking about how you're going to fit Jesus in your lifestyle instead of you going after what Jesus wants for you. And so it really just hit me home. And I'm like, wow, 
this whole time, this, this kind of, you know, keeping Christianity on a cul-de-sac basically, and not stretching yourself, not getting out of your comfort zone, but just basically staying where it's comfortable and, uh, just, you know, trying to fit, you know, God in, in your life somewhere where it works. And instead of the other way around, God, what do you want me to do in my life? You know, you lead me. What is it today that I can uh, encourage or do? And so when I read that book, it was so transformational. And I just knew that God wanted us here in Austin. And so uh, I told my husband, I'm like, I think we're supposed to move. And so we headed out to Austin and, you know, it has been such a journey. We took a three week travel from California, went through all different states. So we made it fun for the kids when we left, made it into kind of a you know, somewhat of a vacation. And the way we did it was we uh, aligned my, my husband's conferences that he would have had to go to anyway. And we just made sure we were in that state at the right time. Uh, because that season, he had to do a little bit of traveling with his new job. And so it just financially, everything worked out. And financially, also, what was really important was God providing the the means to be able to move because that's not cheap to move out of state. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> so I asked God, I said, you know, if you want us to move, then you're going to open wide these doors to make that happen because we are broke and we have no money. And so he just parted the Red Sea for that basically. And we were able to uh, totally move without, you know, with paid, you know, expenses for us. So, um, it has just been that whole travel from state to state. I just really could feel such a closeness with God because I was in obedience. Yes. Was I scared? You know, we do things afraid, right? But we don't let fear stop you. So I was doing things and I had an inner peace that's, surpasses all understanding like the scripture says but at the same time my flesh was shaking you know here i am three small kids and we left not knowing our home in austin because nobody wanted to touch us with our horrible credit so when you know you've got a bad credit history on you they don't trust you to you know rent anything so we were really depending on God, trusting in his provision to really work something out. And I've had incredible encounters as I was on that three-week trip, just really relying him to give us a home here in Austin. And he did. And it's just, and, and, and when we got here, yeah, it, it's been an amazing spiritual growth that I'm not sure if I stayed in California, it would be the same. Jamie, there's so much you shared in that story that is so profound, transformational, God-glorifying, and just inspiring for others who may be going through similar circumstances and struggles as a result of building their treasure 
on things that just aren't sustainable, as the word says, you know, that we aren't to build our treasure here on earth. But it seems for some of us, including myself, that sometimes we have to go through these things and these experiences to have to grow or to see that God is going ahead of us, has our back. Uh, And especially when you say you walk in obedience, right? It's hard losing things that you're holding on to that, you know, you are building as your security blanket instead of the security that God, and it's easy for women and men to do that, especially if you've never had a deep relationship with God or you've never been through certain struggles or seen God's hand in your life. And so now um, you guys are thriving. It, It sounds like you've got your podcast show, your husband's employed, your kids are, you know, building, you know, in, I'm assuming um, their faith and you found a church. Is that right? Or uh, a place to, to, to grow. And you're in your women's ministry leader. Are you, or in ministry? Yeah. So, so I'm one of the women's ministry leaders, but it's ever changing because our church just merged with another church. So not quite sure how the whole women's ministry is going to look like we're, coming up with some meetings. So um, I'm excited though, to see how that's all going to turn out really just amazed by God's hands in this whole merging with the two churches. And I think it's just going to be great. So that was definitely, you know, finding this church was just a godsend also. And we really, it's one of those things where we really felt that this is the main reason why God had us in, in Austin. And little did we know that it wasn't necessarily job or, you know, a better lifestyle, but also this church plant. So we just happened to get involved in a church plant and have been with them in their living room. Um, my daughter met their daughter in fifth grade when we just moved out here and they just moved out here. And so we've been with them for seven years because we moved here seven years ago and we went from their living room to renting out an elementary school uh, gymnasium to just having God give us a building. And we merged with another church at that point when we got that building. And then now we have another merge from another, from another church. And so I just, I'm in awe and wonder just seeing God at work and combining congregations and just making a powerhouse. And I just, I I can't wait to see what this is going to look like too. And so it's, it's really great, but I think the real important thing for me, um, as I look back at it, it was very important to really start to train my heart ears to hear God, to hear the Holy Spirit, because, you know, without having that quiet time that I devoted myself to every morning and got into his word and my prayer life 
and not just speaking the whole time, but actually sitting and, and having a dialogue and, and listening and waiting. You know, some mornings I didn't get anything from the Holy Spirit. And then sometimes I'd have these huge downloads and it would be, you know, obviously exhilarating. But I think for for anybody hearing this, I think the most important thing to know the direction and to be able to walk in obedience. You need to really just get to know who God is. Then you'll be able to know who you are in Christ, your identity, and really start to uh, get familiar with hearing his voice. And, you know, it just starts with that. I just say training those heart ears, that little whisper in the heart is how I, you know, get to you know, hear that, oh, it's an inkling from the Holy Spirit and then the external confirmation. So that was important is to see the circumstances, the external things on the outside, like, you know, providing the finances to move out here, um, you know, providing a home church, like literally God's humor. He provided us a home church and that's what we're praying for. But books like Jesus is a suburbia. That was a confirmation in itself. And so if you walk in life every day and be intentional on, you know, seeing God at work, like, and, and it's intentional because we can go about our day and just, you know, God, are you even there? You know, but if we just stop to really um, put those God, you know, spiritual lenses on, see what God sees and, and just really um, take notice at him at work, then um, I don't know. It just really gives you these these signal lights and, and directions and, you know, one way or yield or, you know, and, and you start to really navigate where he wants to uh, ac- accomplish, you know, what, what does he want to accomplish in my life? Where does he want me to go? And so that's, I think, really um, something that I feel is so important to uh, really just grow and train in. I mean, and it's ever, it's ever and en- never ending, right? We're just constantly growing to, you know, is that him or is that myself? But, you know, it's, it's God's, he's an adventure for sure. And he stretches you and, Um, And it's all so that it builds our character to be Christ-like and to do the things that He wants to do through us. And it's all about people and bringing them into His kingdom and spreading His love and hope. I couldn't even echo that, Jamie. That is an incredible way to wrap up today. And those are wonderful, wise, ministering words for someone who's listening or many who are in need of listening to this story today and what you shared. So I want to again thank you for that. And, you know, Austin's a great place. I have a friend that lives there. I've never visited, but I know that she really enjoys it there and you know, she's grown a lot in her spiritual life there. And can, there's probably so many in your community, too, um, that have a lot of faith building 
activities, things to do, churches, all those ways to get involved and to grow in faith. And so I, again, want to thank you for coming on the show and for sharing a couple of your God stories. And, you know, I was curious, too, if there's um, several that want to contact you. You know, we will have an episode page up for you, Jamie, with all of your um, just your links and some bio and also the podcast where women can go or men that are listening. Um, but if there's someone that wants to also contact you, can you share, you know, just different ways that you're comfortable with to, to be able to, to, to contact you? Yeah. So email is Jamie at jamieelizabeth.com. And I spell my name J-A-Y-M as a Mary E. So it's a little different there. And also my website, uh, jamieelizabeth.com. And you can sign up for newsletters of things going on. I do a lot of online Bible studies, which is so fun. There's a lot of women from all over that we just come together once a week and we do some kind of uh, Bible study and we just learn and grow in God's word and it's awesome. And then we come and discuss it and pray and, and there's a free download. Um, my God's ID, my ID that you can receive for free. If you subscribe to the newsletter, which is really cool. That was another God inspiring uh, thing for, for me to just write down his attributes and how is that connected to um, the identity that Christ gave us. So that's, and Jamie Elizabeth, uh, she speaks life on Instagram. I'm, I'm a big IG girl um, more than Facebook, but so I'm on the Instagram on the gram. They call it a little more than Facebook. So yeah. Cool. Well, thank you again, Jamie for um, the opportunity to uh, just bless my listeners with your story and all those wonderful things. And it's such a blessing to hear the work that God is doing and you're thriving in Him. And until the next show, friends, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org.